Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The guys announced their brand new bracket challenge, lay up onomatopoeia, Hercules, and spoilers. And they try to educate Kevin, as hard as that may be. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. How many leaps and seasons does Tom Brady have to have before you can fire him? Well, he's got to have one. What do we need to be? That's not an unnecessary roughness. It was a completely necessary roughness. another week and selection sunday is when we're recording this so we have some some stuff coming up on march madness some news coming up regarding the just press play podcast but uh guys i just want to start off we don't usually do this but i want to start out with a little bit of politics going on with all of the uh the issues going on with the nra and different different gun arguments going on the nfl has decided to take our guns away and ed hercules is gone (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and he has announced his retiring so i want to just play a little something for y'all and we can cut it off at some point but this is just for you and the listeners ears for we're never going to get this description of a call ever again. there was no foul on the play it was not a hold the, the defender was just overpowered yes there are penalties in the pro bowl Pass interference. <laughs> defense number 24 the ball is to the one yard line first down and keep in mind you have a new center for carson ball for this year the whole offensive line. Five-yard penalty. The whole offensive line. Second down. There were two fouls by the defense. Offense. That. Uh, correct. I'm sorry. He's a lawyer. Offensive defense foul on the prior play. My flag was being returned to me. It was tossed back to me at the ground. When that happened, the clock operator thought there was a penalty and stopped the clock. The clock should have continued to run. There should be 12 seconds taken off the clock. So it should be 124. Take the play clock down 12 seconds as well. That's awesome. So we'll never we'll never get that type of description for a call ever again. So we're just as a fan, we'll we'll just be lost from now on. <laughs> do you, do you remember the one where he he threw the flag and he came to explain? He goes. Number 52 was giving him the business. <laughs> I'm going to miss Hercules. I'm going to miss too. him. You Me know, too. We've, we've poured one out every now and then, and here's another time where we need to pour a little bit out for old Ed. Pour a little liquor for old Ed. Which I've noticed there's quite a few, and many people have noticed, I'm not the first, but there's there's a, quite a few rests that have moved to the, the Schmedium sh- shirt with the, good, with the good bicep coming out. The Schmedium. Ed, Ed started that, right? That was... 
That was all Hockley or Hercule, however Ed you want to call Guns, it. Hockley's the gun show. That's yeah. the first person I remember seeing that. Yep, yeah, me too. Did you see that he entered in 2014, but this season, uh, Sean Hockley, his son, will be promoted to on the field refing. He won't be ahead like Ed. We we lose one, gain one. So at least there is that. <laughs> yeah, the reincarnation of Hercules. And that's what that's how I wanted to start it out. Uh, our new segment we're going to do called Best and Worst, and that is my worst of the week. That. Was the worst news I saw from the week. Fair enough. So on that note, one of y'all want to go with your worst of the week? Well, this is a real short one. Um, Sheldon Artie's here. Uh, what's going on there? I, I don't know. Um, anyway, well, I, I don't, Joe, we don't have to discuss a lot, but something's up with Sheldon Artie's hair. Joey spends a lot of time down in his bunker watching games. Mm. And he has, he has a lot more to worry about than hair, I think. I don't think he worries too much about his on-screen yeah. appearance very I think often. he just sets it off to the side when he's done, maybe. But at any rate... His hair, uh, he just sets his hair to the side? I, I think he might. It looks like it's like plastic to me. But, um, okay, that's not my worst. And, this, and y'all may disagree, but the Academy Awards... So we got we got multiple worst yeah, th- here. Yeah, but that was okay. just a real quick. The, the Academy worst. Awards, The Shape of Water winning. I, I'm just... I haven't seen it, so... So true. St- <laughs> what the hell are you talking okay, about? No, no, listen to me. I haven't seen it, but of all, what was there, nine nominees? That's the one I want to see the least. I'm just saying. I think it's. That's the one I want to see the most. Okay. Why? It looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon with a. Guillermo del Toro is a genius. What else has he done, LJ? Uh, Pan's Labyrinth is his most famous movie. Okay. Um, he's, he's a different kind of animal. He's a different kind of animal. Have you? So, you haven't seen it yet. I have not. Okay. Well, I'll see it and then I'll give a fair report on it. But I just was disappointed in that winning. I just, I love, <laughs> I loved your reasoning. The reason it's the worst is because you haven't seen it. <laughs> no, no. I was saying, to be truthful, I haven't seen it. I want to be fair and honest, but I'm just saying that's the one I least even want to see. I was just disappointed in it winning. That's all I'm saying. I, I too was, I too was not, I, I it just seems odd to me. I, I'm intrigued a little just kind of because LJ, but. It seems weird, the girl falling in love with the fish. and Well, it is weird. I saw a trailer for it like, you know, eight or nine months ago, and I've been wanting to see it since then. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to because I don't have money to go see movies, but... I, I was pulling for three um, billboards. I'll give it that. But I, but I had seen that one, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was partial. I know I'm partial to Get Out. I loved Get Out. Yeah, I thought it was I was, was rooting great, for that one. And... I think that was my favorite. Well, that's the only one I've seen, but it was <laughs> a spectacular movie. Okay, this just in, if you've seen the movie. <laughs> so, before we really start breaking down the Academy Awards, we should probably watch yeah. more we should than watch one of the movies. Two okay. movies, yeah. That was my worst, so I'm sorry. It'll All right, LJ, but Besides our, besides our grading of the Academy Awards, what's your worst of the week? All right. Um, so the show I'm working on right now is uh, Legally Blonde Junior, the musical. So if there was ever a movie that you thought needed to become a musical, <laughs> Legally Blonde's probably your first thought, right? Well, there's not. First off, there's not enough Legally Blondes made. That's for sure. And uh, and then, okay, so like, and then we tag on the junior. So we've got 11, 12-year-olds doing the bend and snap. So it's just generally this is a good production. It's tastefully done. Like it's fun. There's no need for this musical to exist just at all. (laughs) So it's my worst of the week. I will say, and you said Legally Blonde. I want to say shout out to Sister Kale. That's who I watched uh, Legally Blonde with back when I was younger. And I think Reese Witherspoon may be my first crush. I was in love. (laughs) Still am. Like, I would love to meet Reese Witherspoon. She's all right, even without her spoon. Help. Put put me on that list. I like Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) On the best of the week, I want to give... I don't even know the guy's name, but there was I went to the I went to the bar yesterday to watch the Arkansas Tennessee game and Arkansas got 
hammered. They really they ran into a buzzsaw, and Tennessee, I think, shot like 85% in the first half. They, they just could not miss. Out. Yeah. And the guy that I was sitting beside watching the game with was a Tennessee fan. He was here in Arkansas working, and he just happened, I mean, he just happened to be here. And it was an inopportune time for him to be watching <laughs> the Tennessee game with a bunch of Arkansas fans. But he easily could have been a total jackass and been obnoxious. And it, we just had – it was a good time I spent. We both had some wings, had some beer, watched the games, and talked about old Tennessee teams, old Arkansas teams. And I just – the best is a casual sports fan that I don't even know the guy's name. I'll never meet to see him again. But it was just cool to sit there and watch the game with them and both of us be fans of the opposing teams. And we both like made jabs at the teams, but we it was it was it was a good time. It was very enjoyable. Shout out to him. Cool. Yeah. And I wanted to I want to give a uh, <laughs> I wanted to give since since Dad's given out multiple worst. I I have an honorable <laughs> mention for my for best of the week. I really didn't know sure. where to throw this into. But the Spurs lost to the war, to the Thunder 104-94 Saturday night, and that breaks an incredible streak. I know the Spurs have been good for a while, but that's going to give them their first losing season on as on a road record. So they have a losing season for on the road in the regular yeah. season for the first time in over 20 years Jeez. since 96-97. And the last time that year, 96-97, they ended up getting some guy – I don't know if y'all remember him. He's retired now. Some guy named Tim Duncan the following year in the lottery. Oh, heard yeah. Of and yeah. Heard of that guy. Worked out all right for him, I would say. You would think, yeah. It seemed that way. But I didn't know if that was the worst since that streak's been snapped. Or I wanted to just give him a shout-out for that. It's amazing 20 years without having a losing road record. I thought that was impressive. That's crazy. But on to you, Dad. What's your... What's your best of the week? Well, I almost didn't pick this, but I thought it. I wrote it down first, and I asked Tammy, and she agreed with me. I, it's going to sound a little political, but I'm kind of proud of Trump getting a meeting with Kim Jong-un. I mean, that seems like that seems like a good development. They're going to at least talk. It sounds like, uh, and I don't know if I'm saying the guy's name right, but you know, the North Korean yeah, Kim Jong-un. guy yeah. is maybe going to denuclearize, <clears throat> and he's going to talk. So, you know, I thought... Again, we're not a political show at all, but I thought Trump handled it a little sure. scary, high school calling names, and now they're going to meet, and that is a plus to me. That was that was good news. And with the South Korean leader, too, so I think uh, that's... Moon, I think, is his name, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's... I, I kind of wish we'd send somebody that I trust to not sound like an idiot to go talk to him, but like the conversation <laughs> being had is a spectacular development. I agree with that. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Are, well... Can we finally get an answer? Are they both going to bring their buttons to see who has the bigger button? Or is that, is that going to stay up for debate? I mean, I do think they're going to do some measuring, if you know what I mean. I think that's what they might be about. But, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What the what the turn of heart was for North Korea, but I think it's spectacular. Like I, it might have been going to the Olympics and you know seeing the rest of the world isn't this. I don't know it. But it's really good. Yeah. All right. And L, what you what do you got for best of the week? There's a new uh, hip hop super group out that just dropped an album on Amazon called August Green. And they're made up of Common, guy named uh, Robert Glasper and a guy named Kareem Riggins. And uh, they're, the album's really good. It's uh, it's poetic. It's it's interesting. It's it's really good. Um, Robert Glasper is is the premier hip hop pianist. Uh, he's. It, it, it's just really good. Uh, I hard to describe, but check it out. Okay, August Green. Mm-hmm. Is it pronounced pianist? I thought it was pronounced penis. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. The A is in there. You don't have to emphasize it as much as I did. It's like pianist, but that A that still needs to make it in. He would be what that ever <laughs> you said. He's the best hip hop penis. <laughs> it's, he's a penis. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I mispronounced something or the last. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> I'm shocked. I really thought someone would throw in, a, especially you, Dad. I was expecting a Tiger Woods. You know, okay, I knew he was leading. He didn't win. Okay. He didn't win. He got tied for second in the Vals Bar. Okay. A regional, whatever it was. But I will say, what makes Tiger this so great is that I was actually on a Sunday where there was a conference championship with Cincinnati and Cincinnati and Houston playing in the American Athletic Conference Championship. Both those teams will be in the NCAA tournament. And I was checking my guide to see if I could find the Valspar Invitational to see if Tiger was going to win. So he does bring eyes to the game. I will. I don't know if y'all follow who Nick Wright is. He's on the radio, does the first things first. He's with Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah. But Friday when Tiger was had his, he, he shot like four under and got five under for the tournament and was going into the weekend tied for a second. Yeah. Nick Wright came out with one of the, He's one of the, the 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 blazing hot take kind of guys, and he came out with this is the single most exciting moment in sports since LeBron has blocked Iguodala. Wow, that's a bold that statement. Seems bold to me. <laughs> the fact that he's going into the weekend tied for second in the Valspar Invitational yeah, doesn't seem to bold. be. Would that be trafficking yeah. in hyperbole? Perhaps I think it might be. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. And that'll that'll conclude our best and worst of the week. So now I wanted to get on to the, yeah, baby. the, the layup segment. And I wanted to start out the layup segment with, it's bracket time, baby. It's March Madness. March Madness. How many brackets is reasonable to fill out? Can you fill out 80 million brackets? Do you fill out one? LJ, I want to give it to you first. How many brackets is well, you say? what's, what's reasonable or like how many do I do? I think what's, how many what's, do you do? What's your rule of thumb? What's your rule of thumb? Well, um, I've filled out two brackets in my entire life. Um, Wait, I won you've one only of them. filled out two yep. in your entire life? You're wow, lying. it's okay. just not something I do. Yeah, I no. watch the games. I don't, I don't compete. I won the first time I filled one out. And so the second time I filled one out, I thought this is just a piece of cake. I did not win or even come close to the top 10. So I thought this is not <laughs> as fun as it was the first time. I think I'll just stop there. <laughs> but you can fill out as many as you want. I don't think there's any issue with it. You don't have any issue with someone month. filling yeah. out 15, 20, especially now with all the different apps where it's easy, like ESPN and CBS and all of them have made it so easy to fill one out, which is awesome. But it also makes it to where you'll get, I think they put a limit on so many, but you can make another account and make 20 more if you want. And you get like, I, I forget, who, I don't know if they still do it, but I know like Bill Gates did the million dollars to anyone who can fill out a perfect bracket. So people sure. obviously with that chance made a ton of them. But yeah. Dad, what do you say? Is there a limit on? Uh, you know, I think there's a gentleman's limit of probably, I think, three personally. Um, I'm going to fill out two every year. And by the way, I've been doing this for at least 20 years and I've never won it. LJ does it his first year and <laughs> wins it. Wow. Whatever. Okay. but. So I said, I do one, I go with my gut, you know, but I don't go with my gut like a panther can beat uh, uh, an osprey, you know, or something like that. I mean, I do go, sure. well, I mean, I have some semblance of the teams and who the conferences are. So I go one totally with my gut. And then another one, I look at some analytics uh, like Pomeroy or, or something like that, some kind of rankings and use those. And 
Every now and then I'll do a third, but my max is probably three. I don't want to put that much effort into it. I mean, I'm just three would be my max. But if somebody you knew was filling out like 30 brackets with that, would you be like, come on, man? Like, what are you doing? Or is that totally up to them? I would be like, get a life. But I mean, it's your life. You can do what you want. But, you know. (laughs) Sure. But yeah. What about you, Kev? What's your answer? Well, so I don't like the person that fills out a ton of them. But in my opinion, you can fill out. You don't need to have one sheet. Like, I know, I think it is it Greeny Dad that on Mike and Mike, he would always say, you only fill out one. You have one sheet and, sheet you, of and you stick true yeah. to it. I don't, I, I like filling out. I usually fill out multiple, but I have like my bracket. So I'm going to fill out my just press play bracket and we'll get into that. But I'm going to yeah, fill that. out my bracket and that's going to be the one where if I'm right, I'm right. Like, that's what I go with. And I'm mm. going to take credit for the final four teams I get right in that one. But I'm not, I, I don't like it when someone fills out 10 and they go, oh, I still have 15 teams left in my Sweet 16. It's like, yeah, but you also have the one you were telling me about after the first couple of games that has five teams left in your Sweet 16. Like, sure, one of them is going to be decent, but you, you, I pick one to be my go-to bracket. And, and if you fill out three and you end up keep, obviously you bring up your, your one that's doing good that, out of the three, that's fine, but don't make 20 of them and then tell me how good one of your brackets doing when you filled out one all right. upsets, one all favorites, one all, you know, whatever. I just, that's annoying yeah. to me. I'm like that's you fair. though. Yeah. That I, my one, my gut one is always, that's the one I call my bracket. That's, that's mine. So yeah. Now if I went on the other one, I'm still pretty tickled. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm still going to, I'm going to yeah. dance and, you know, do the wild thing, but yeah. Nasty leg, but, <laughs> um, but one. All right. And that, that'll, that'll do that one. So now we'll go on to our next layup, which will be the Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are rolling out a new concession item, and it's going to be a bacon mac and cheese ball. Oh, that sounds and this so good. Essentially, this essentially is going to be, you got your mac and cheese, and they're going to kind of mix this in with some paprika and on bacon grease and then they're going to add in a bunch of bacon and they're going to mix that around and then they're going to ball that up dip it in some flour panko egg wash and bacon dust and deep fry that (laughs) that's out first off get in my belly (laughs) is my first reaction i'll take three orders (laughs) egg wash egg wash what is egg wash it's well, just it's like, like, you know, you put the egg over it. You put like. Yeah, you like put it in flour, eggs. then you put it in the egg so it like sticks and then you put okay. it in the panko. And then bacon dust. It's basically, <laughs> they literally grind up bacon to get bacon I mean, dust. There's a lot of bacon in this. Okay. <laughs> All right. there, there's no, first off, there's no such thing as too much bacon. <laughs> but if you believe bacon dust can do anything. <laughs> what is y'all's stance on concession stand foods? Like, if y'all go to, well, I want to just ask favorite thing you've got in at a concession stand. Go, Dad. Me, all right. I, I'm a hot dog guy. I like a big, fat, juicy hot dog when I go to a game. Number one, and don't get chili on it because it's gonna oh. be a mess. So no, it's just oh. no. I like a hot dog with mustard. And a big cold beer, and I mean, I can eat the hot dog. I don't make a mess. It tastes so. If it tastes better at the game, and yeah. and I have and it's hard beer. to beat a classic on a summer day. That's that's good. I, but now I like to get it out. Of, I like it's got to have a little. You know, it's got to have a little 
blister on it or two. You know, I want sure, it to yeah. be hot. I need, I like a blister on my dog. I only think about a hot dog at a baseball game. <laughs> Sorry, LJ. I, I was going to hold my laugh, and then when I heard someone else laugh, I... <laughs> LJ, what's so? What's your favorite thing to get at a concession stand? Uh, you know, I mean, like I've I've got fond memories of getting those like little uh those frozen lemonade pops or whatever. You know, the like, little cup of See, like frozen that's lemonade. That's the first thing I came to mind. I remember y'all getting those? I always thought those were overrated. Personally, I but. loved them. Um, I actually you can get them at the grocery store now, and they mean nothing to me. But like they still <laughs> like I remember them. But of actual real food, I think a hot, like a chili dog is the right answer. I think you were close, Dad, but oh, just not all oh, the way there. You were close, but you forgot the chili. They're so <laughs> messy. It's just ugh. what kind of prom are you going to afterwards? Well, I mean, I just I mean, you got to walk down that aisle with people and uh, put your ass in their face and try to get by with your beer and your hot dog. I don't want to spill chili on everybody or myself. Yeah, I just that's their problem. Free chili. Free Shout out to Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> Food and liquor, baby. Um, I will say for the most part, I like to, I avoid concession stands at games. That's just too expensive. Yeah. I love what the Falcons are doing with the cheaper Agreed. concession stand stuff. I think that's really cool and worth getting onto at some point. Mm-hmm. I really just go with, I go with like drinks, like beer at a concession stand, yeah. just because that's, if I'm going to like a game game. Now I will say if I go to a, I used to love at like a high school basketball game or high school football game getting nachos. I just like some good oh, old yeah. nachos with, with some that jalapenos. nasty cheese stuff. Yeah, just that that, that <laughs> oh, crappy so cheese that's got to be awful for you. But I just Rico's, love those are always really good. Rico's. Hey, yeah. have y'all ever had? Do you, do you ever get the little frito pie where they just cut the fritos open sideways and dump the chili in there? Yeah, and you just yeah. That was always good. You know, just eating it out of the frito bag. You never did that, LJ? Oh, what yeah, do you call- yeah, yeah, yo, absolutely. Sorry, yeah, I did. I misunderstood yeah. what you meant by cut the fritos open. Ooh, yeah, you just ooh, cut debate it here. Debate <laughs> here. All right, the thing that Frito pies come in, you know, they put if they put like a Frito and they put the chili and cheese, it comes in that little a thing. Boat. I don't want to call it, it something. Okay, what do you call that? A boat. A boat. Uh, isn't it like a little boat? They call it like a banana, I call it a, boat. Like a banana split boat. Yeah. Do you call it? What do you call it? What Elle? are you talking about? At a concession stand, <laughs> that they put it in a plastic. A they plastic put it in a little paper thing. Paper container. Oh my thing. god! Oh, I I call them trays, and I know that that's not okay. Useful. See, you're wrong. I think yeah, you're I wrong. agree. It's a I, boat. I'm, it's a I'm boat. aware that I'm wrong. That's I. Well, that's just what a... I call it. <laughs> hey, I have uh, one more question on the bacon mac thing. By the uh, way, as many did, as you'd did, like. Let's well, go. Let's keep you, know, you know who Antoine Walker is, Kevin? Yeah, I don't know. Is, he is had he too? Not, he had too many. He had too many. I think he might be the official taste tester for the Bacon Max. I'm telling you. That well, that's, that was the demise of his career. He he got paid by, I think, the Celtics or maybe the Heat. One of them, they paid him a, a big contract, and he went to the steakhouse with they it. Ate that money. I'm telling you, he's blown up and not in the best way. It's just, he. Big boy. Anyway. Is, is, it, just, is it just me getting on conce- going back to the concession stand stuff? I'm so frugal. I know me and a couple buddies, we went to the – state championship games in Austin, or it was in Dallas when we went for the Texas state championship games. No, this was in Houston and they had, you could buy a large drink and get free refills and you get like the souvenir cups. And I I, I think if I remember right, the other friends were like, I, like Lane was like, yeah, I'll buy it. I, whatever. But me and Cody thought that seems like a lot of money for like eight, $6 for a drink. So we, I found one on, tell me if I'm nasty. I found a souvenir cup on the ground and went to the restroom, cleaned uh, it out, and 
Went to the concession stand and got yeah. it, got free coke for the rest of the day because yeah. the way That's the state nasty. championship works, you're there from twelve to nine, so That's you're there nasty. for like nine hours. Yeah. I cleaned it out though with water. I mean, well, you're at least cheap. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, frugal um, at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't say a positive thing yeah. about that. If you- well, then we'll move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll just move on to the next. We will, yeah. LJ. LJ, let's get on some spoilers. I hear you have an issue. Now, explain spoilers. What are we talking so about? So spoilers. Sure. So, like, if you're talking about a TV show or a movie, not on the back or, of a car, right? Right. No. Yeah. This is like no, this we're is in about media. A series okay. or- yeah. So, like, uh, <laughs> okay. um, if so, if you're watching Game of Thrones and somebody tells you something that's going to happen, they innocent spoiled it for you. Spoiler um, alert. So that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, spoiler alerts. I think that spoiler culture has gotten way out of hand because you can't talk about any damn like you can't just openly talk about a thing you like because there's someone in the group that just started the series or hasn't seen that movie yet. And if you talk about anything about it, then you're going to apparently ruin all of the watching experience. Whereas if maybe if your show requires that you don't know anything going into it, maybe it's just a shitty show. Like maybe you need to have a show <laughs> because like, it's not like people watch the Titanic and they were like, but don't tell me what happens at the end. I don't want to know what happens at the end of the Titanic. And like you look at, I think game of Thrones is the most notorious for it, but game of Thrones is also the, the TV show with the most people that already know what's going to happen. You know, like book readers already know everything that happened in those first few seasons. And then show watchers went back and read the books because it's not like it's a story that you need to be surprised by to find merit in it. I, I just I'm sick and tired of everybody being so worried about spoilers. Yeah, okay. well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Well, I mean, what do you guys think? Well, Is it I, like I don't I don't want to be spoiled. I don't. I agree. It seems like we can't talk about anything. And there's, it's, you mentioned this before pre-show, but there's so many damn shows now yeah. that you can't be caught up on all of them. Yeah. But I don't want you to tell me what, like, if you're going to tell me I need to go watch Westworld, don't tell me what's going to happen in it. I, I mean, yeah. I think if you're telling somebody to check it out, but if I'm casually talking with my friends about Westworld and you happen to walk into the room, you can't tell me to shut up. You you leave the room if it's your problem. You know what I mean? Like You leave the room. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And if I want to... Well, okay, I agree. I agree with that then. Yes. Um, and then I also... One thing I wanted to bring up too with spoiler culture is like the people who are the worst about spoilers, they'll do things like... They'll say like, okay, so who's your favorite character? And then you'll throw out a character and they'll be like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. And it's like, so you yeah. you did. You did. I know something now. I hate it when yeah. people. Yeah. So, are you saying you're against that, LJ? I mean, that you. you I'm. I'm against the hypocrisy I mean, of you don't want spoilers, okay. but you're gonna give me something <laughs> anyway, um, and then it's gonna be my we, fault that I deduced what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I have something to say on spoilers, I, and I probably. I mean, I really hear what LJ's saying, and I. I it, that's hard to disagree with, but I do think there's a, a respectable amount of time. I know you guys knew I was watching Ozark, right? And and I think I know at least LJ had watched mm-hmm. it, and so he didn't tell me a lot about it. I've seen the whole first season. It's good, it's a badass. It's show. good. I, I'm waiting for season. <laughs> Don't two. spoil it for me. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just said it's good. good <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... Safe. But so, like, I think the time has passed. I think you can tell how Breaking Bad ended now. Sure. I, I mean, if you hadn't watched Breaking Bad by now, I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. I could talk about anything I want to talk about about it. And I will also add one of the, the worst spoiler that I ever remember seeing 
and I guess this will be yeah, a spoiler, spoiler alert, but y'all will probably know what I'm talking about. Spoiler alert. So Herm Edwards was on Mike and Mike. Did you, did you remember this, Kevin? You might've seen it. Um, and he gives something away in Game of Thrones. Oh no, he didn't. In the, in the last season. Game of Thrones spoilers. Skip ahead 30 seconds to avoid. I think I remember. He said, well, the bad guy's got oh, it. Yeah. Can I just say it? Is it bad? Is that a spoiler? Yeah, is the time gone by? Enough time gone by? I don't know. Well, let, but so, I want to know what he right, said. Game that. of Thrones spoiler alert. I'm going to say it. So we'll bleep it out. We'll bleep there. it out. <laughs> we'll bleep it out for you too. But Bolt, he gets on like the week after it happened, he goes, the bad guy's got a dragon. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that was too fast. Well, it's, it's, it's the problem with our times too now is... At one point in radio, the Sopranos came out on Thursday nights. If you and you set your you set your day according to watch it when it came out. Now Game of Thrones comes out on Sunday, and most people are watching them. But it's it's so streamable, and we're such a streamable society now that you watch it when you get your time to. Well, and that's you don't necessarily true. watch it on Sunday. That's what kills me though is like that that is an awesome reference to make if he's talking about something somebody did in the NFL or something like that. Like that is a cool culturally relevant. Uh, reference that people will respond to, but you're not allowed to say it because there's a large enough audience that just hasn't watched it yet. And like, whose fault is that? I don't know. If you're like that worried about yeah. being caught up on it, then keep up on it. Then keep caught up. Yeah, fair. All right. Hey, LJ, LJ, how about you tell me about uh, Monty Hall? Well, have you guys ever heard of the Monty Hall problem? I have no idea what you is were talking about. Is this Monty Hall from the old game show? Yeah, so, uh, so I'm assuming you haven't heard of the problem. Basically, um, yeah. <laughs> on Let's Make a Deal, the way that it works Let's make a deal. Um, is a lot of times you'd be presented with three doors, right? Okay. And then you would pick a door that you think the big prize is behind. And then Monty Hall, and there are two of them have goats behind them. One of them has the big prize. So then Monty Hall would open up a door and show you a goat behind. So if you pick door number three, he'll open up door number two and show you the goat behind there. And then, uh, then he'll ask you, do you want to switch to door number one or keep door number three? What do you do in that situation? I stay with my initial thought. I stay with my gut. Well, statistics says you are wrong because really, yeah. Um, if you if you change doors, you have a sixty six percent chance of winning the prize. If you keep your same door, you only have a thirty three percent chance of keeping your prize. Wait, huh? Uh, okay. Okay. Let's think. Let's break it down from. Uh, so that's the Monty Hall problem. It's this weird statistical anomaly that like it doesn't make sense at first look. But let's break it down from a bigger perspective. Let's imagine there are 50 doors, right? Okay. And you pick door number three, okay. right? So you have a one in 50 shot of getting it right. Okay. So uh, then Monty Hall opens up 48 doors and said, and they all have goats behind them. So now you're stuck with this one door and then the one door he didn't open. Do you keep it or do you switch? What? I kind of want to keep it because it's, it's, I was right first time. You, what do you mean you were right? No, he's, he's just not going to show you that you had a goat behind your door. You had a one in 50 shot when you first picked it. But now one in 33, um, he's opened right, up one and one in well, so, you have two, three doors, he, actually. Right. You have 48, 49 and 50. Right. So. Right. You said he opened what? Well, 48. No, doors. you pick no, 48 doors. So there's two left. You have a 50, 50 chance now. Yeah. Except for the fact that you picked that door when there were uh, 49 goats to be had. And he showed you all of the other doors um leaving but there now there's two be... closed doors and you don't know what's behind either one of them right right but chances are he showed you all of the ones that had goats besides yours like what are the chances that you picked the one without the goats at the beginning it's one in 50 right two percent yeah so um then when he opens up all the doors that doesn't change the chance that that one had a goat behind it right right true, okay. True, okay so then okay. so then you're looking at the one in 50 shot you had to get it right in the first place 
or the one door he didn't open. So he's tricking us. Well, he's not tricking us. Your brain's tricking yeah. you into thinking that you you were lucky enough to not have the one with the goat, but you're always going to have the first one. He's never going to open your door and say, oh, by the way, there was a goat in this one. Do you want to change? Yeah, it's over. Yeah. So yeah. so then if you bring that down to one and three, it works the exact same way where you should always switch. You're not always going to win, but 66% of the time you win. Uh, I'm going to have to do some math, but I, I see what you're saying. I, I get that. Okay. Yeah. Things that make you go, huh? <laughs> And I wanted to get on, I wanted to bring up to you guys the Geek Squad and the FBI. I don't know if you if you'd heard about this, but three computers, one from New Jersey, one from California, and one from right here in Fort Smith, Arkansas, containing child pornography, came to the FBI through informants working for Best Buy's Geek Squad. As you know, Dad, you take your computer if something's wrong with it, and you can take it to the Geek Squad, and they'll fix it for yep. you. Well, when you do that, the records show that the FBI paid the Geek Squad workers to flag illegal material found on computers of customers. So they could go through their hard drive and they could, if they found something, they could flag it to the FBI. That seems like a breach of privacy, does it not? I don't know. I think... I think that the FBI might not should have. I, the Geek Squad workers also received money. Received five hundred dollars. I got five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one got five hundred dollars from. I think. I mean, they don't know what. Some could have got more or less, but the one they know, he received five hundred. I it. think the FBI shouldn't have paid for that information. I don't think that's because I most people working in tech, I'm sure. And would, I don't want to act like I'm defending someone that's absolutely a that's not. No, probably. doing child pornography at all. But I'm just as far as Fourth Amendment goes, which. The Fourth Amendment is the right of people to be secure in their person's house. Unlawful search papers, and seizure and, is illegal. Yeah, unlawful search and seizure. So I give it to Best Buy to work on my computer, and the FBI had no reason to search my computer, but now the person that I'm paying to fix it says, hey, by the way, I don't know, I guess it's well, just I think, Best Buy being a tattletale. I think if you've it, got a dead body in your trunk, you better damn well know how to fix a flat tire. Yeah. You know? That, that's a great analogy. I, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. If you're... If you're into something untoward and and it's on your laptop and you take it to get fixed and you're stupid enough to leave it on there, you're you probably deserve to get caught. Now is the FBI being unlawful in their search and seizure? Uh, maybe, possibly, maybe because they're paying for it. If they're not paying for it, I mean, I I think people would still say, "Hey, this computer, by the way, had some stuff on it." Because I don't think people are going to see that and then be like, "Oh, that's just, he's just into some weird stuff," you know? Whatever. Let's just pretend we didn't <laughs> see that. Like people are going to report that. I think. Well, I hope. So the FBI paying That's for it is the problem. Best Buy's statement on it was they described the decision for employees to receive payment as, quote, very poor judgment and inconsistent with our training and policies, but that they also noted, noted that employees, quote, have a moral and, and in more than 20 states a legal obligation to report inadvertent findings of child pornography. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think you are obligated. I think if you see something like that, you're obligated to tell somebody. So maybe you're, maybe yeah. LJ's right. You don't have to pay for it. So but. the, the real, the real issue is just FBI paying for it or not. Yeah. Maybe, I think but. that's because the, the problem there, in my opinion, is you could have uh geek squad members like, Oh, you get a $500 paycheck. Let me dump something on somebody's computer. I don't know just so I can get that quick little paycheck. That's the danger in paying for it. Um, and that's where the unlawful search and seizure that's why that rule exists. Um, yeah. But but the but yeah, if you've huh. got child pornography on your computer and you take it to a computer repairman, I mean, you deserve to get caught. You deserve to get yeah, caught anyway because that's awful. That's heinous. But okay. And now to take a turn away from that subject, 
Dad, can you do me a favor and sm- spell the sound of a snip? Like, <laughs> yes, I can spell it. Uh, S-N-I-F-F. No, no, no. Like the sound you make it oh, when you sound. sniff. That sound, like if when you sniff something, well, what is that sound? How do you spell it? You're trying to get me to do an onomatopoeia, by the way. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're sit, if you're sitting in the car right now and you're sniffing, one hundred. I spent thirty minutes earlier today <laughs> sniffing, trying to think of how this would sound. So you're not alone. Well, but it's I don't know uh, how, how you, you would how spell, you spell that, that sound, but uh, you can't spell every sound. But like buzz, buzz, you can spell that sound with with words with letters. And that's an onomatopoeia. Sure. Buzz or hum is 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 another example. I, sure. So your definition of onomatopoeias is on point. What's the answer to the question, though? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, but that, I don't think. I mean, you can't. Thank you for that. <laughs> you can't. Everything's not an onomatopoeia. That's what I'm telling you. That, that that you're saying make this an onomatopoeia, and you can't make it one because it's not. It's like. Blink. I mean, I can't. I mean, blink your eyes. How does that sound? Spell that. Spell that sound. Okay. What? Well, it's just. That's how you spell it. It's just. There's it's no just, sound. There's no sound. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. Right. Bad radio here, but here's how you spell it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll, okay. I'll, so I, I don't know. How do you freaking smell sniff? Or how do you. What, I mean, how do you smell, spell the sound? <laughs> how do you spell um, that? So I did some Googling on this and uh, apparently uh, sniff is an onomatopoeia and that is allegedly the best way they could come up with to describe the sound of a sniff is by the word sniff. Sniff. There's not an S though. I mean, yeah, that's true. But there's also not a B in buzz. It just goes. I don't know. Is there an H in hum? Yeah. I guess it's a silent H. I don't know. Hum. Um, and, and, and so to, to, to hammer the point home, I asked Hannah the question and she sniffed twice and then said, I'd put like three F's. And so then I did it. I went. <laughs> they sound the same to me. They're totally the same. Okay. So I think she nailed it. I think. And so that proves that sniff is not a matapea. They put the double F in there. Um, so I think that's the answer. <laughs> okay, I'll go right, with it. Horn. <laughs> and, and to any listeners, any listeners, if y'all have the correct spelling or you think you have it, please, please tell us because we, I, I don't think we've nailed this down <laughs> just yet. But <laughs> March Madness, let's get on to it. I don't, I don't know, Dad. Do you know that the uh, both both of y'all have dogs? You know that how excited they are when they can hear the garage open or the keys in the door. Mm-hmm. You can just hear their excitement or jumping around. Mm-hmm. Well, I get yeah. that same level of excitement when I heard CBS playing the da 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 da, and it's the March Madness intro and Greg Gumbel's voice is playing. Your tail just started wagging. And man, I just I didn't recognize it from that, but okay, I'll take your word. <laughs> but I just my my tail started wagging. I started jumping up and down. I was just running from side to side like Skip used to do. I was just going from corner to corner of my little apartment, so I didn't take that long. But hey, no. <laughs> But so it's a good time of the year. It's bracket time. Everybody's filling out your brackets. And if you think you have a shot at, I, personally, I'm doubling down. I'm going Arizona for the championship. But if you if you got if you want to <laughs> fill out your brackets, and you you think you can make a bracket better than me, at, at Dad or LJ, LJ's fifty percent on brackets he's filled out and won Tell his you, bracket challenge. So I don't, <laughs> we're not going to throw out the numbers again on how. 
how many times he's done it, but he's 50%. So, so far I've won every other one and I didn't win last time. So watch your ass. I think he just threw out the numbers. So, so okay. but if you think that you want to go on and challenge us, we want to invite any and every listener to jump on the JustPressPlayPod.com website and compete with us. We want you to fill out your brackets against us. We're going to do different scoring, so you can fill it out wherever. We're going to have a link for you, to, and you can do it through the ESPN brackets if you like or wherever you like. But we we want we want to see if you can beat us, and if you beat us, the winner will get a T-shirt, a Just Press Play T-shirt, and a chance if you'd like to. Come on the pod and shoot the shit with us. And LJ, I wanted you to give a little a little uh, description of what, what those can do if they want to get in and join with us. Well, just be on the lookout over the next few days because we're going to post on our Facebook, on our website, on our Twitter, um, all the ways that you can get involved. It should be a relatively easy process. Um, so just keep your eye out for it over the next couple of days. Yeah, and if you're not following well, us, if you're listening and you're not following us on Twitter or Facebook, go ahead. Come on. Why not? I mean, we're, 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 we're cool people. I think we're, we're sometimes funny. Sometimes we're, we're sometimes even informative. Sometimes we yeah. mispronounce things hand up here. Um, but I, go ahead and go ahead and give us the like on both those or follow. And uh, dad, can you give them a few just quick rules on how we're going to do it and different things? You bet Kev kind of what we do on our scoring system is you get more points uh, per win as the rounds progress. So that, that kind of keeps everybody in it. Um, and, and also, if you correctly pick a higher seed to beat a lower seed, so in other words... Uh, a 12 seed the, to the beat most, a 5 seed. To, 12 to beat a 5 or an 8-9. Nine, 8-9 is where I would start. So, you know, the 8 plays the 9 in the first round. If you pick the ninth seed to win that game, you would get, you'd get a point for the win, and you get a bonus point for picking the lower seed. Now, if you pick the 10th seed, you get two extra bonus points. So, so on and so forth. If you were to pick a 16th seed to beat a number one. Which has never happened. never happened. Yeah. We've, had, we've had some 15s beat two. We've absolutely had it. Arizona was the, on the unlucky end of one of those. Duke's uh, been on the, day. the unlucky end of one of those. Duke's been on it. I can't remember who beat Duke. Lehigh. We've had some 15s. Lehigh, wow. Right. So <laughs> if you correctly pick, say, a 15 seed to beat a two seed, you would get seven extra bonus points. And you will continue to get those bonus points if that lower seed keeps winning. So if, a, if you pick a 9 through 16 seed and they win two rounds, you get the bonus, pick, you get the bonus points every round they win. Okay. So, so with what you're saying, I got my about, strategy then. <laughs> 16's well, all the way. So, what a final four. All right. LJ's out. We're good. All right. Yeah. Good. What you're saying with, uh, and you no can, t shirt for you. <laughs> well, you, and you can, and I think you have more to elaborate on, but I like what you were saying with you gain more points as the rounds go on. So, even if your first round wasn't just the greatest, if you kind of kill the sweet 16 or you you doing you win later in the round you can make up a lot of ground late right you're not really out of it right because it, in the final 4 if you pick winners in final 4 that's 16 points for those winners if you pick the championship game winner it's 32 it kind of goes up by double every time yeah so you're not completely out if if you get to the championship game and you're within 32 points of the leader and you've got a different champion that's still potentially could be a champion, I guess I'm saying. You can still win. So it keeps you in for a longer period of time. So Unless you pick engaged. all 16s in your final four. 
then it's a guaranteed and, and, win. You know, <laughs> that's a guaranteed win. If they, if if if, you know, if something happened that's never ever happened, you would four be an times win. If, and then keep happening. If we if can, if, LJ, if you can talk were, everyone in to keep picking the, to pick the sixteen seeds to go to the final four, we won't have to worry about having another person on the podcast for a while because no. one of us will win. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not LJ. Well, do that if that's what you want to do. <laughs> but it'll be fun. So we'll we'll have more in depth uh, looks at the rules so you can really learn how it scored and while you're picking out your bracket. I mean. That'll actually be posted before this episode even comes out, so a lot of you guys probably already know it exists and have maybe even already signed up, but we'll we'll have that out there for you. Uh, the brackets do have to be done by Thursday, you know, around, say, 11, 11 o'clock 11 uh, on Thursday, Central, Central Time. So, yeah, they they have to be in before the first game starts. They have to be in uh, front of us. Games, we need to- Dad, what about playing games? Oh, we, we don't do playing games. So what we've decided is if you have a play-in team to advance, uh, you you just you get both those teams. So I don't know for so sure the play-in games, but say the eleven the eleven game the eleven seeds are playing each seed, other. Yeah, and you pick that eleven like you want one of those winners to beat the six seed in that next matchup. You're just taking the winner of the playing game to win to the next round. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And the next, and the next. If you want oh, to keep well, them going, picking, yes. You kind of get both. You get if you pick well, that, you get you, both. Okay. You know, I'm taking two right. of those to make the final four. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna yeah. die on that okay. boat, isn't he? Yeah. All right, <laughs> and then let's segue into <laughs> let's segue into some of our favorite memories. Like, Dad, do you have a memory or player or a couple that might stand out? And any of them, we can kind of go around the table here. Well, I have several. Do I just but have to pick one? I should pick my best one. Pick one, and then I'll go one, and then LJ can, if he has one. Like, I don't want you to corner the. the I whole, can almost corner the, the market because I've watched more than y'all. <laughs> I've watched more than y'all. <laughs> That's think? true. I'm like, yeah, but you're not. You might not be smarter than well, we I didn't are. Say well, it has nothing to memory. do with it. You don't have to be smart <laughs> to have a memory, dude. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, but you're okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Give us okay, one. <laughs> the first one that came to mind was my man Kevin Pitsnoggle. I really like. <laughs> I, I, you could probably see that. Did coming. you like his game I, or his name? I, both, both. <laughs> he, hey, I got a little stats on him because I looked him up a little bit. So it was in 2005. He's got a Hall of Fame game and a Hall of Fame I, name. Well, that the happen. name Pitsnoggle is just often. that's perfect. Yeah, oh, it's that's awesome. The best name ever. So he was a six eleven. Uh, center for West Virginia back in 2005. He came into the starting lineup in February of that year when the center, Dior Fisher, was unable to play because of an illness. He net, he scored 27 points in that game that he came in, and they upset Pitt, the Pitt Panthers, and he never left the, the starting lineup. And in fact, in the tournament, they made it all the way to the Elite Eight with Pittsnoggle scoring 22, 22 points, eight rebounds against Texas Tech in a win, and 25 points and five rebounds in a loss to Louisville that put Louisville in the Final Four. So they almost got to the Final Four. And what I remember about Pitsnoggle, I got to say, so he would get the ball. He was kind of that stretch center a little bit. He'd get the ball about the free throw line, maybe extended. He gets the ball. He either knocks that shot down, makes the pass, or he could even make a little move and score. And it t- that's one of my favorite players in March Madness is the big man who kind of makes that interior passing. Mm-hmm. There's a guy for Michigan State a few like 2010, I think, when they made one of their final four runs named like Herzog. And he's like a 6'11 big dude. He would catch it about the free throw line. And it's just something beautiful when that big man can catch it, 
and either right away they they either do like they shoot it or they pass to a cutter or they get it back out. They don't hold mm-hmm. the ball for too long. They make a move and it's just the whole offense runs through. Them. North Carolina has a guy, Theo Pinson. He's kind of a little short for a for a forward, but he about a six six or so. Six seven maybe, but he does that kind of. He just makes a move, he either catches it and attacks, or, or catches it, shoots, catches it and pass. And it's just beautiful when you see that. Yeah, that was mine. A guy, a guy, I was a guy I liked. If just to stay on names a little bit, I got two of them. But Al Farukanish, <laughs> I very much from remember. Northern mm-hmm. Iowa when they upset Kansas in 2010. And another, another. I didn't realize they were the same year, but another one in that same year was. Omar Sandman from St. Mary's, whose nickname was he was Omar Sandman was his nickname, but his last name was actually Sandman, like Sam Han. He was like six eleven, two fifty, had some spin moves. I don't know. He just wasn't the most athletic guy in the world, but he was he was he was one of those you you never hear you never hear about him after you didn't hear about him before, but he kind of makes a name for himself during the month of March, and I love those kind of. Yep. Did you have a memory in player L? So uh, the 2009 March Madness, I don't remember who won, but I know I did. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's your that's your memory. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm always busy in March. I don't have time to sit down and watch all the games. So I like I catch highlights and they're always great, but it's like it's not as memory making, you know. So all right. well, I, since he mentioned 2009, I get to mention one extra one, Kev. Okay. So okay. 2000, there was this little point guard that played at Davidson named Stefan Curry. And I've heard, I remember that guy existing. Well, I don't know what he's I'll doing I'll tell now, you what but. got my attention. So I'm watching the games and they get over to old Sonia Curry, who is one good looking woman. Oh, uh, you're talking about Del <laughs> Curry's baby mama, huh? That's right. She is a pretty lady. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I got to like, you know, Stefan, I kind of tried to catch his games. And uh, <laughs> you know, side note, can I can I stop? Yeah, that's it. I just gonna say you've, you've always called him Stefan Curry. I think it's just Stephen Curry. Oh, is it? Is it just Stephen? I and I think I don't know if I've just maybe I'm a bad son that I haven't corrected you for the past like <laughs> three years. <laughs> but you always say Stefan Curry, and I'm pretty sure that's not he's not the same as Stefan. Yeah, Marbury. I think it's, you're right because when I was googling him, I typed in Stefan uh, and it right. came up Marbury. So uh, yeah. yeah, okay, Stefan. All right, Stefan Curry. My bad. And yeah, I think that's actually my. I probably should have said that before four years, but. Is that like having like something in my teeth and you not telling me? I mean, basically, you you were you were kind of like Mike Tomlin with frozen snot in your beard, and I just let you coach a whole game on national TV with it. Wow! <laughs> Thanks, son. Okay, uh, for four a years. Other, a, a couple other memorable moments. Uh, Two thousand eight, when the the championship between Kansas and Kentucky. I think. Dad, you might have been. I was there. there. Wasn't that when Mario Chalmers hits the beautiful overtime, the three to hit, make it to overtime. I can That's see the him hitting it. I know where I was sitting. I know where he shot the shot. That was the year they beat the first time. I think we really got a hold of. I mean, Cal Perry made her start at UNLV, but first time people my age kind of learned who Cal Perry was with the Derrick Rose, Chris mm-hmm. Douglas Roberts, mm-hmm. Joey Dorsey uh, run. In fact, at that game, Kevin, I was sitting. I went and saw the game with David Robinson. I mean, he wasn't sitting next to me. No, that was me. the one where you sent me. That was the one where you sent me a picture of. Did the I say he was sitting like yeah, like two rows over? And I mean, he was sitting in seats like we were, seats that are for like 
five foot ten people. And I mean, he was scrunched up. He looked so uncomfortable. It couldn't have been comfortable for him. I mean, he had knees for days, but yeah. That reminds me, speaking of just because he's the admirable there, and and we talked about good names. There's a guy on, he might be one of the memorable players from, he's on Tennessee, but his name's Admiral Schofield. And he can light it up from three. I just, I love his name. I just think it's cool. What was his name again? Ad, Admiral. <laughs> I can't say it right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's again. obvious. Again. <laughs> All right. And I wanted to get on a couple of other memorable moments. Well, I got from... another one, actually. Okay. All right. Um, Besides just you winning. Yeah, no, this one <laughs> yeah, is also selfish. Didn't I, uh, didn't I make it on TV during one March Madness? I was on SportsCenter. LJ absolutely was on TV <laughs> on SportsCenter in Denver, Colorado. When Arkansas was in the Final Four, gosh, so that would have had to be in ninety. Sounds pretty you were right born to in eighty nine. It probably was ninety uh, or ninety one. He, he was just not, he was just a little baby kid, wasn't he? Yeah, that was uh, Lindsey. Is it Lindsey Howe? Whatever that just could jump out of the gym. But anyway, we didn't win that year. But I think Duke won it all that year. That might have been the year they played UNLV. Was that Christian Leitner year? That might have been or Bob, Bobby Hurley. That might have been the year Bobby Hurley had the. Stomach issues. I'll put it more politely than Mike Shashevsky did during the game. Um, what was it? What was it? He had the runs or something? Well, I mean, he had stomach issues. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, LJ was on Sports Center, ESPN Sports Center. Sure. So was, that's what I remember Denver about Airport. March Madness is what you can do for me. It has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can care less about the game. You're, just, you're all about LJ here. What's in it for me? Um, and then just uh, in the, the 2016. <laughs> tournament run or well the past two years we've really had a couple of amazing finishes where the chris jenkins in the national championship mm-hmm. for villanova hit that Wasn't three. That his name? the big smooth yeah and he hit that three on north uh, north carolina that was just this the sequence of events where north carolina hits the three i think joel berry hits a three that it, it looks i mean he looks like he just throws up a prayer and makes it and you're like oh my god north carolina's gonna win on that and then nova goes right down and hits a three like three seconds later to win the whole damn thing and confetti falls down. And I remember they, they went back, I actually rewatched the video and they went back to the rest. were going to see if there was time still on the clock after he made it. And it's a good thing that there was no time left on the clock. Cause confetti was all over the court. I mean, players were everywhere. They, I don't know. That would have been a mess if they'd had to put like a half a second back on. Do you remember Kevin? You might, I was at that game too. And I remember that shot. God, but was, dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, I've been fortunate enough to get to go to a few final fours and I mean, I love them, but the guy, the point guard that passed the ball to him, do you remember? He had a very interesting name. If you can, um, we'll have to look that up and, and add it in later because uh, we'll put it on the website. He had a, I mean, I just remember he's a good player. Kind of, he reminded me of the guy at uh, Ohio state. Uh, the point guard that was so tough. I should know these names uh, if I'm bringing my, my bad. Aaron Kraft or Kraft? Aaron yeah, Kraft he was, was a he was a defensive lockdown guy. I mean, he was. Oh, I, I loved it. That's that's exactly how Aaron Kraft was. I loved his game. Yeah, I loved his game, and this guy was similar to that, and he had a very interesting name. But like, I, I'm Pitsnoggle. I like Pitsnoggle. You know, I like yeah. names. So, and then last year you had the uh, North Carolina Kentucky game where Malik Monk for Kentucky goes and hits a three. And then I love it when a coach – and Roy Williams is kind of known for this, and I like it. He'll So North Carolina hits that three, and instead of calling a timeout, Roy Williams just lets North Carolina inbound it, and they run all the way down the court. And Kentucky – because you think about it, Kentucky's like, oh, my God, we just won the whole – we won the thing. We just hit the three to win it. And they don't quite get back on D. 
and they're guarding the guy that races down the court, but then no one guards May, Luke May, who's on who's posted up for the mid-range shot, hit him and he hits the game winner on the buzzer. So in that nine second span, both teams hit a game winner. And that one one that finished was amazing, but that also got me to what your opinion is, Dad. Do you like a coach not calling the timeout there? Or do you would you want to call if you were the coach, would you want to call a timeout and set up your play? Because you let the defense set up also. Mm-hmm. No, so no I, I, I totally I like the let them play. And I, I like that you have I mean, your team is coached up such that they know what to do. They have a nine-second play from inbounding from below their basket, beneath their basket. Yeah. And I think you hit it on the head. The defense is not going to be as good because they're excited. They think we've got it. They're, they're going to leave somebody open, and you got to trust that guy to hit that shot. So I like not calling the timeout. And I think that just – I love that, like you're saying, it. obviously North Carolina went into that defensive possession saying – Let's stop Kentucky. Let's not let them hit a three. They didn't want to give up a three, but they didn't flinch at all. And that was the same North Carolina team that just lost that terrible, heartbreaking loss you saw in person to Villanova the year before. Mm -hmm. So, and and there was senior, like there was Joel Berry, who's a junior. He's been through it. Luke May's been through it. There aren't just freshmen, like the one and done ends up happening with a lot of Cal Perry's teams. But so those guys, instead of flinching and thinking, oh, we lost, they go to their nine second play that, like you're saying, that's that clearly that was something they practiced. It wasn't like clearly they just they just didn't know what they were doing. They 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 were like got the ball out of the net, inbound it in Kentucky before they even could realize. Because I don't even blame it's not even I don't blame it on Kentucky being freshman. If I just if I'm Malik Monk and I just hit a shot with nine seconds, it was a great three point shot. It's hard not to get a little caught in the moment and lose sight of. It's hard for your first thought to be let me go find my man and get on Luke May. You, you kind of. They're a little excited. Then you realize, oh shit, they're inbounding it. Let's get on it. Let's get back. And it's too late at that point. And that, I I like not calling the timeout if your team's capable of it because I like not giving the defense time to really set up for to get set up. I agree. I was gonna also ask y'all's opinion on Oklahoma made the tournament. They were one of the last four in, and they had an abysmal run down the end of the year. They're, they're Trey Young. They were at one point this year they were ranked number four in the nation. And they've just been rough coming down the stretch. And probably don't deserve to be in the tournament resume-wise to some other teams that didn't make it. But they probably get in because, one, I don't know if the committee chooses this at all, but if they they want want to get eyeballs on the games, you want Trey Young in. I mean, Trey Young's, if not the most fun player to watch, the guy can go for 40 any moment. He's going to be the first player – he is now the first player ever to lead the nation in scoring and assist. So, one, what's your, what's your, do you think the team with the better resume gets in no matter what? Or would you rather the team with Trey Young get in? If I'm the other team, I I'm mean, obviously not wanting Trey. I want yeah, no, my resume I mean, the, to get in. But the, the right answer is the right answer is the better team needs to get in with the better resume. That, I mean, that's the way it needs to be. And that's, if I was on the selection committee, that's the way I would tend to side that the better team with the better RPI numbers, the better record, if it, if the, you know, if it comes down, if there, if there's a distinct difference, that team gets in. If it's, if it's even and Trey Young's on one, yeah. I'm Trey Young's team in. I just, you know, as a fan, I know I, you're probably right. If you're the committee, you just go with, you don't even need, there's no reason to look at star players or what, who's going to watch, what's going to attract the most eyes. You should look at, here's this team's wins. Here's this team's wins. Compare them the better team should get in. But as a fan, if it's between Trey Young or 
Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee might have a better resume, but I want Trey Young in there because he could go on a Steph Curry run where he just wins three games on his own because that's what happens in March. A guy can win a couple games on his own. Well, and I don't real quick. Arkansas was playing so good in the first couple of games in the SEC tournament, and talk about a team that could go on a run. If Gafford, Gafford's probably gone after this year for Arkansas. But he's playing especially amazing. If they, especially if they play good if they in the play tournament. Good in the tournament. But Barford's finally found his shot a little bit. Macon is Mr. Consistent. I mean, so the the new triplets, if you will, Kev. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just telling you, they could go on a run. If Barford finds his shot. I was writing about that. They could, but they also, I could see Arkansas come out that can't get a bucket. I, I'm nervous about I'm them because I don't want to get too excited because they can make a run, but. But Gafford's playing smart, Kev. He's he's not he is. he's not getting stupid fouls. I'm, after I, I mean, I read your article, and he does. He's kind of going down to the to the post and making himself available, and he's moving out. So I think he's he's playing good ball. He's playing really good ball right now. So well, my answer to the question is, uh, I give me give me the most exciting game. Um, so I'm saying, yeah, let the star in that can take a game and put it on his back because, like. If you're worried about the integrity of the game, then pay the damn players. Yeah. I just want to be entertained. I want, yeah, I want, I want Trey Young in the game, man. Yeah. I want, I want to see the stars. If it, I, I mean, obviously, if their team is garbage and they're below 500 or something, maybe not. But if it's, if it's a toss up between this team and this team, and they got a guy that, because in in March, the like Trey Young gives you a real chance to beat any team in a, a winner go home game. Well, that's what you're looking for is a team that can actually go in and. And make a rock. You put you you put in your teams by saying this team has a legit chance at making run. Not Middle Tennessee might be better, but they're just going to get run over. There's no way they'll. You know, I hate to keep dogging on Middle Tennessee. They might have made it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, geez. But Middle Tennessee had a chance. They should have won. They were the favorites to win their conference tournament and didn't win it. And so it's their fault that they're not automatic bid. But I guess Oklahoma could have won more games too. But I want stars and I'm with LJ. I want I yeah. want Trey Young in. I want. Uh, I think Bama got in with Colin Sexton. I want to see the those those players that can really take a game over and really I like really be fun to watch. I want those well, guys. Basketball in. might be the most likely sport of any team sport to have one player came in come in and make a huge difference. So no doubt. One uh, player can sure make a difference in basketball, yeah, unlike can, some other sports. Yeah, can win or lose so, you a game. No doubt about it. I mean, and so I mean, I'm not arguing with you guys. I keep, I want to watch Trey Young play. I really do want to see him play. But and, you want the best team and, to and win. I, also, the arguments that, but 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 I think it. So let's say Middle Eastern State. You know, let's take let's <laughs> Middle Eastern State. One. Saudi but, Arabia, but, you. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, you. But so you know, but they probably don't have a chance to win a game because they don't have a Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young can win a game because of what you just said, LJ. Basketball, one player makes can make more of a difference than mm-hmm. most sports. Mm-hmm. So I, I still stick by what I said. The best team ought to get in. Best resume I, gets it. I, underst- I, yeah. still get, I still get what y'all are saying and can't argue it. Best thing about March Madness is the bench mobs. You get these guys yeah. that never get on TV. And it's all, basketball is just good where you get the bench. But in, in these games, you get these guys who have been playing on – Conference USA Network or whatever they haven't been on national TV. Now all of a sudden they're on national TV, and you got you get you get to see a lot of the classic bench mobs. Where you get to make a real bench mob, you need the one guy who's going to just start throwing up. You can always throw up three point fingers. I mean, even if it's a dunk, you just it's always able to throw up threes. Then you got your crazy towel waver that's just 
throw like just going nuts. Then there's the one guy that's gonna just fall down, like just needs to go unconscious because he can't believe what he just saw. He just drops <laughs> down. And then you got guys that just are slapping the floor. I mean, a good bench mob. There's nothing better. I just I love it, and it's great to see the guys that. This is their one, as you, as the tournament tries to say, it's their one shining moment. It's their one chance to get uh, get this opportunity. So freaking live it up. It's awesome. Why is it MOP in the NCAA tournament instead of MVP? I don't know. Why it's is it most, most outstanding, outstanding player, player you know, in, just, the, in the NCAA? Maybe just to be different? Well, because if you, if you indicate that they have value, then you should be paying them. <laughs> <laughs> Amateurism. They got to keep that amateurism rule up there. <laughs> The word they've coined and made up, so they they're just their way of not paying athletes. But no. you know, yeah. it's the most useful free players. The what the actual acronym? It's as good as anything be. I've ever heard. Al, yeah, I'm here. You, the MUFP, the most useful free player. <laughs> Which okay, that well that gets me real quick. To I saw someone say I think it was Jay Williams and maybe Jalen Rose even said it, that. The, the way the players can really make a statement is if they boycott the tournament or boycott the Final Four. And I get it. That is a way to really you, – if, if you boycott it that didn't show up for the Final Four, you, you get change. But you you're get telling attention. these people – you're telling these people how many guys in the tournament – I mean, there are some in the pros, but say 15 guys on each roster for 20 – for 65-plus teams. Majority of those guys, this is the last time they're playing organized basketball. And they're getting to play. They've got a chance to get accepted into the tournament. They're getting to play in the in the in the tournament for the championship. They're on national TV, and like we're talking about, you got guys from St. Bonaventure and Virginia Commonwealth. It's not guys like at Kansas that have been on ESPN all year. And you're telling there's your one chance to play basketball on the big screen. Your one shining you, moment. <laughs> your one shining moment, and you should not show up. So guys, next year can get paid. Guys. I, I get it. I, it's it would be it would get do something, and sometimes to make make change, you have to make change for the people behind you, not for you. But that's yeah, just, you have to be the one that loses out. It's a lot to ask for these eighteen to twenty two year olds to sit out of their chance in the tournament. They might have waited. This might be their senior year, and they've tried to get a tournament every year, and they finally got in. And now you're like, you should boycott tournament. That's that's a lot to ask. Well, and it's got to start from the top down. If if you're going to do something like that, the only teams that I think would conceivably do it would be the teams that feel like they're going to be there next year anyway. And it's just it's easy for it's easy for Jalen Rose and Jay Williams, who I, I love both of them. But it's easy for guys like them who are they were star players. They've obviously their game worked out well for them. They went to the pros and now they're made it into TV personalities. It's easy for them to say X players should sit out. You're asking a lot of these guys who, as we know, aren't getting paid for anything and are maybe playing their last bit of basketball. As the NCAA likes to say, most of these players are going pro in something other than sports. So, All right, so now I want to also I want to try out a segment really just to try and make me a little bit smarter because <laughs> – Lord knows I need it because we can't make it prettier. So, so we're LJ, LJ, we got our hands full, buddy. All right, so. get ready, boys. Right, we're gonna do a little explain it to Kevin. So yeah. you know the thing that a lot of people have it at their work or their office, and it's that big like fountain where you take you take the big top. Whenever it's empty, you take the big empty top part off and you put a new water container. A water and and you yeah, it's around the water cooler. Okay. Yeah. yeah. First off. 
And it goes, bloop, 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 you get water. Yeah, okay. First off, right. that'll be a transition sound, by the way. <laughs> I was wondering, first off, once I started thinking about this, who, who, I'd never see that thing change. It's just, it's empty sometimes, and then it's full. Like, does someone come and change that? Do we change it at the office? Oh, yeah. Or? Yeah, I've had to change a few of those myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure somebody does. Yeah. It doesn't do it by itself, Kevin. Yeah. Well, yes. well, I knew it didn't do it by itself, but I thought, I don't know. I just, so there's, so there's a cold water toggle. And a yep. warm water toggle. Yep. And the cold water puts out good, solid cold water. Like I enjoy it. That's a good water. I don't need, I don't, I don't need to put ice in it. Even if like, I don't have to have to deal with my little, that's not enough ice. That's too much ice <laughs> issue that we talked about last week. I just have good water. Why does, why it doesn't, that, that I felt the side of that the other day. It's not cold. Like why, why is it, why is it getting my water are you, colder? Are you serious? What was the last, Kevin, what was the last time you felt the side of your refrigerator? Is that cold? No, but it's different. That, that's different material than this plastic thing. <laughs> that's why we have this segment, guys. It's, that's why we have yeah, this it, segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make fun of him. He's asking a real question, No stupid LJ. question, we need to help him here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. No, there, it, there's like a, there's, there's a cooler a compressor. There. There's a little compressor under there yeah. that, that gets the water colder. Instantly, it's, though. It's in that little reservoir. It's like a Keurig. No, it you know keeps how it. Keurig works. That's the way. Let's go. Tell me. I don't know. No, it's, it's magic. Well, a Keurig, <laughs> you have a thing of water sitting on yeah, the side. Yeah, but that takes it. of tap water. That takes a Keurig. I have to turn it on and I press brew and it has to heat up. Like, it's not just instantly hot. Well, that's what dad's saying is it's it's doing that all day. And then when you pour it, the the little thunk, thunk, thunk is water going into the cooling reservoir. Well, it's not instantly cold. There's I, like a little I spot in the there top thing where that water's in the jug. That's just room temperature water. But the water that comes out yeah. is not yeah, room that's temperature lukewarm water. water. That is cold water. There is a reservoir underneath, Kevin. <laughs> That keeps what do you think happens in that white box? (laughs) That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. That and sometimes that little white box is humming. No, you can hear it humming. It's probably (laughs) plugged in. It's plugged in. Are you just trying to make me look like an idiot? Because now I'm going to go to work and put my ear up next to that thing, and someone's going to look at me. I'm not needing a lot of help, but (laughs) well, you're already feeling it up. (laughs) Y'all told me to ask the questions that I can't explain, and y'all were going to explain to me. Y'all didn't say this is. Y'all didn't say this was time to make Jeremy sound like an idiot, Tom. I did that on their whole... That's the rest of the podcast. (laughs) It's not this segment. We're not doing that. You're doing that. Um, Does that make sense, though? (laughs) No, I think I'm just going to have to chalk this up to this thing is an anomaly, and I don't know how it's happening. Here, Kevin. Kevin. (laughs) I'll accept it. Kevin, it's magic. It's magic. Okay, well, tell me me another bit of wizardry. There's some more wizardry I want to know about. On a candle, when you light it, those little black tips... Okay. If you light... If I light... This piece of paper right here, it burns eventually away to ash and is no longer something I can burn. Yes. Those little black tips never burn out. Why? LJ, do you have this or? Oh, is this? I mean, do you want it? I can take it. I mean, mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do burn up, Kevin. They do disappear. No, they don't. They, uh, they 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 just disappear at the same level of the wax. How tall was the wick when you started? How tall was it? It was about a centimeter above the wax. And it still and is how, about a centimeter above the wax. And how has the wax changed? Is the wax level lower? Uh, I didn't mark it. I don't know where the wax is at. When I, uh, <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, the candles, they're full of wax, and then they're less full of wax. I there thought, you know, but that black, so you're saying that, that little black piece, I can't see it at the bottom of my candle, so you're saying it goes all the way down to the bottom of the it candle? Is, it's a, 
it's a piece of string called a wick. That's, that's the scientific <laughs> term is a wick. It's a string that's been dipped in wax and it runs all the way to the bottom of the candle. So it is burning down. It doesn't just burn yes, forever. It like it seems like it. Okay. Correct. And it comes out in smoke. You want me to be Bill Nye the science guy just a little bit? Okay. <laughs> Bill, I'll tell you what's Bill, going on. Bill, Bill. Okay. So basically the lit wick, the, the wick is lit and the fire it's burn, lit. it melts. Do we? Did we get what, what a wick is, Kevin? You, you understand what the, you wick, know what the is? wick is? Yeah, you, you told me what it is. It's a string, okay. <laughs> it's a string so dipped in wax. The, wicks, the fire's burning at the end of the wick. The fire melts the wax. As the wax melts and is in a liquid form, the wick absorbs the wax and is actually pushed up. And what is truly burning is the wax vapor. The wax vapor There's, is what... There is a lot of information being thrown at me right now. Yeah, I just learned something new there. Wow, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm having a hard time comprehending fact, it. When you first blow out a candle, try this. I'm gonna. This was an experiment that I read, and I suggested, but I'm going to try it. When you first blow out a candle, get a lit match and just hold it where that white smoke, you see that white smoke that comes out initially? Mm-hmm. Hold it in that white smoke, and that's that wax vapor, and it should take the fire back down to the wick. It will. Okay. I've done it. For, it'll relight your candle. It'll relight your candle. Yeah. So huh? it's actually, it's the wax vapor that is burning and also some of the wick it burns slower than a piece of paper but it is in fact burning and if you've ever burned a candle down to the very end you'll see the very the liquid and you'll see the glass at the bottom and it's on met on a little metal thing i mean the the wick does eventually burn it just burns slower. y'all 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 can tell me all these other things and you think you have an exclamation for it <laughs> All right, if you are still listening to the pod, then you know that we thank sometimes... Thank you, thank you, number one. one, yeah, one much appreciated. One, you're one of the valued, consistent listeners, which just means you have good, you have good taste, obviously. But, Clearly. you know, we sometimes dive into topics that have nothing to do with the sports world. And I, for one, wanted to bring up, I lost some beauty sleep last night, which... It's something I need. I don't. I don't oh, need no, to lose really it. Needed. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing this is all audio and not a visual podcast. But yeah. we lost. It was day, it's daylight savings time, so we sprung forward. Now we get a little more sun, but we it stays darker later. I, why we get the exact we, same amount of sun? I want to say yeah. <laughs> you do get the exact same amount of sun. <laughs> just get, the amount that we actually they use took changes an hour from the morning, and they're giving it to us. Wait, in the what, evening, Kevin? I thought we just got an extension. <laughs> The government got together and said, it's hey, son, bring it on Stephen, just a little bit Kevin. longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Dad, can you tell me how the hell, who decided that this was what, something we're going to do? We're going to adjust our clocks for certain times of the year. Well, I could give you a little uh, a little synopsis of, of how it seemed can, to get started. So, Can you give me the cliff notes? I, the cliff notes, cliff notes. So in 1784, Ben Franklin penned what really was a satirical letter, I believe. But he penned a letter to the editor of the Journal of Paris outlining how many pounds of candle wax the city would save. He calculated 64 million pounds of candle wax if only the clocks were better aligned with the rise and set of the sun. If if residents had trouble adjusting, he suggested the city let a cannon be fired in every street to wake the sluggards effectively. (laughs) 
So, so he came up with it to to so actually. Old Ben had a sense of humor. Su- well, he did. He suggested that he, you know it would save energy, and so you know you've got daylight. You're not burning your electric. Of course, I guess we didn't have electric lights at the time. It was candles, and they're burning that much candle wax for longer. Where you're going to sleep in the morning, you know. Give me I, and and personally, and I know we'll get into this some, but personally, I like that daylight, that hour of daylight more in the evening. I would tend to use it more than I would early in the morning. You like it when we get that little extension on daylight, that extra daylight. I, I like that extra daylight. I'm very thankful for that. Yes. So that's my understanding of kind of how daylight savings time got started. Can y'all explain something real quick? Uh-huh. So daylight savings time, is that now when the clock is moved up or is that when we move the clocks back? When is daylight savings time? Now. Now? Okay. Yeah. We were on, well, LJ, correct me if I'm wrong. We were on standard time. I believe you're right. Y- yesterday, and this is daylight savings time that gives us the extra hour in the evening. And yeah. there's a lot of good. There's a lot of financial gain that's come of it as well, by the way. What? Like what? Well, I can tell you that in 1986, when Congress changed daylight saving times from six months to seven, the golf industry said it brought in an extra $200 million because people could play golf now until eight o'clock at night. Wow. You know, yeah, for long. That makes sense. Um the the barbecue industry said it meant an extra one hundred million dollars to them that extra month of an extra hour of daylight because you're buying more grills and yeah. more charcoal and lighter and and what have you. So there's been actually some financial gain uh to some industries directly related. I know I work in the convenience store industry and I can it it makes a huge difference for us. I mean our sales go up people People buy more fuel, more soda pops, cigarettes, really? beer, you name it. Yeah, I can see absolutely. That. We know. You can tell when time changes in our business. We want it year round. I mean, we love daylight savings time. It wouldn't have any effect year round, would it? I mean, people would just adjust their lives. Yes, to but I just think that but, different but hours. when it's in when it's standard time in the sum in the winter and it's dark at five fifteen, you're just in. So maybe if it stayed light till six fifteen, you might run around a little bit more. I mean, at night, most people are just going to get in their house and they're not going to be out spending money. Did y'all see that the the state of Florida is moving the legislation to try to end or make year-round daylight savings time? Did y'all see that? I haven't seen that. I know Arizona and Hawaii do not observe it. So and I think in Arizona, they're like, I don't need another hour in the evening when it's hot. You know, they, they just leave it like it is. Well, so three you don't Republic- have to do it. Three Republicans from Florida have sponsored legislation citing their support for year-round daylight savings time in the claims that it would improve the economy, public safety, and mental health. Public safety. I read a stat on MSNBC where law enforcement has found that crime has consistently dropped during daylight savings time by 10%. To thirteen percent, but so it rises once daylight ta- savings time ends. Yeah, that's what they're suggesting. So, well, so if it rises by the same amount, then that's almost no effect, isn't it? Like it's well, no, no, no. I'm sorry, I didn't say that it. I don't know that it rose when it ends. I'm saying I'll read it. The U.S. Law Enforcement Assistance Administration found that crime has consistently dropped during daylight savings time by ten to thirteen percent. So, I guess yeah, I guess that sounds like it probably goes back to normal. Uh, at Central Time, that, I'll have to do some research on that. That is interesting, but, it, but yeah. I found no, that that's it because I thought people would be out more, doing more things, potentially more crime. But I guess more crime happens when there's more dark. Uh, yeah, I guess the cover of dark probably does help out with 
criminal activity. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm super anti daylight savings time, or at least the change. Like if if they went with something that was year round, I'd be much happier. And uh, I'll give you a few reasons why. But first off, it's just selfish. I hate changing my sleep schedule. Like it's uh, my sleep schedule is already like absurd and and just changes based on what I'm doing. And so then to throw at me like this morning, I had an hour less of sleep and um, I also had to remember to change my clocks to make sure that I woke up on time. And um, it just I don't know, it throws me that whole next day and uh, makes me worse at my job uh, Mm. for, you know, like a week or so getting used to the chi- the change and then uh I'm with you on that the change itself is not easy but well and apparently it's worth it to um, me, the change I, yeah. causes more auto accidents particularly pedestrians getting hit in the in the week of the change walkers are three times more likely to be killed by cars wow so your chance of dying to a car as you're a pedestrian goes up tremendously uh during that week Another thing is uh, children are less visible going to school in the winter when it's really, really dark in the morning. So, you know, that's dangerous. Farmers have complained about it for years because uh, chickens don't care about the time change. So they still have to wake up at the same time and do the same things that they want to do. And so then all they have to do is um, do their job just like they normally would. But now every business that they go to opens up at a different hour for six, seven months. So is there any negative to just having daylight savings time all the time what's the what's the downside well i just think there wouldn't be a point to it anymore we would just adjust our lives accordingly Um, right but i mean let's don't change the time except it would be very dark for uh, an extended period of time in winter when kids are going to school which mm -hmm. i think is some of the reason daylight well yeah it would make it to where my kids are waiting for the bus stop or walking to school in the winter they're it's really dark it's pitch black they almost need to wear like I just think if gear. you're if you want that extra hour in the summer then wake up earlier. You know, that's that's the way I see it is uh, I mean I will you do say have back control in the over day, that. I loved it when we could play basketball till eight, eight thirty. Like I remember mm-hmm. we would go, Oh, now we can stay outside and actually see the ball for till almost nine o'clock at some yeah. point. Yeah, it's I love that. Um by the way, what other thing on the financial part, the candy makers all got together and really pushed to have daylight savings time moved uh, to stay in effect until after Halloween. Because oh. if it's if it's daylight, there's more trick-or-treaters. And I believe that it was something crazy, like $200 million more candy uh, wow. they sell when they get that extra hour of, of daylight. Oh, the old Hershey's company was pushing. They, they wanted- I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's a big deal financially in a lot of ways. So... I say leave it leave it that way all the way around and just never do the change because the change is difficult. LJ, the I'm change is my on only problem with it. I hate the change. The change is so difficult. Much. I like actually I, the only I like the other change where you fall back because you get an extra hour of sleep. But, but I mean, that, it, yeah, that is much better. But it's not worth the. But then it the, gets this dark it to me so early. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I don't care for it. I I also work best at you know two in the morning. So. You know, sometimes that's actually three in the morning and sometimes that's actually one in the morning. And, you know, I, my circadian, my circadian rhythms, circadian rhythms don't have any sort of awareness anymore. Like it just, it, I don't know. It screws me up. I hate it. And it kills people. Say, so my, it's not my, just selfish. <laughs> and it kills people. No, but you hate the change. You yeah, hate, the, I hate change. the change. Just just go to a consistent time and keep it that and way. And the change is what, what kills say. people, too. And also people don't show up for work yeah. on the change day either because yeah. their alarms are wrong. Let's go on to the segment that we like to, here's what we like to end the show with. And 
a little what are you listening to so i want to ask lj what have you been listening to over the last week uh or so? so i mentioned uh august green at the top of the show mm-hmm. um and so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna say that i've been listening to them um and then i'm also gonna throw out a group called tank and the bangas um i don't know if either of you have ever listened to them you've told me about um, them before yeah I've told you guys both you need to listen to them. They've got this Tiny Desk concert. I don't have you ever have you ever watched the Tiny Desk concert series? Uh, I've watched something on YouTube. I guess is that it? Yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah. it's a YouTube series, and they did a Tiny Desk concert, and it's thirty minutes long and or twenty three minutes long, I think. And I would suggest to anybody that wants to have a really great musical experience, sit down and instead of watching a TV show, watch that, uh, watch that Tiny Desk concert because it's incredible it's moving it's some of the best music i've ever heard well don't don't spoil it for me (laughs) (laughs) um i hate you well be sure to put that on the website i want to check it out again so yeah it'll be up there what what have you been listening to uh you know and i I may have mentioned this this group to you guys before but they're relatively new the spencer lee band i'm really into the spencer lee band right now The, the song that i first heard that i liked is kissing tree uh, I heard yes. it on Pat Monahan's tree, uh, uh, train tracks, uh, and then I realized that they're also in one of the hell. I don't know how many of the uh, fifty uh, shades. Fifty shades. How many yeah. movies of those are there out now? I don't know, but they have one in there. I think it's called The Wolf. Yeah, it, I've heard that. It's song. a rocking song. Yeah. It is really good. Anyway, what I'm listening to is Spencer Lee Band, and if you hadn't check them out, Kissing Tree, and I believe it's The Wolf. But Kissing Tree is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what I've been, I got, I've been listening to, I got on a kick, so I listened to a little bit of Nas the other day. Good choice. And then I got onto someone I haven't really listened to at all, and I kind of dig, Big Pun. My boy Big Pun's pretty good. Who's Big Pun? I'm Not a Player. That's one of his big songs. I might have to look him up again. Go go listen to some Big Pun. I was was digging him. I had... I've heard his name and I've heard him referenced in a few different things. And I was like, well, I've never really actually listened to him. So I gave him a listen and Big then go listen fun. to, go listen to, uh, Danza Kudoro. It's like a okay. Mexican song. Okay. I don't even know who it's by that. That's a fault on me, but it, it's, it literally can be played on any playlist. You could be, you know, working out, you can be sitting on the couch. You could be, it's just, it's a, it's a great time at a wedding. It's anywhere. It's it's just awesome. It's like my new favorite All song right. for, the, for the time being. I, I love cool. songs in different I'll check languages. It out. And I think that's going to do it for the show. As always, go find us on Facebook or Twitter. Make sure to join in our bracket challenge if you think you're smart enough to real really just compete with me and Dad because LJ's <laughs> only picking 16 seats. So he, I might pick a high you school. Get, you got him beat. All you got to do is join, and you'll have him. I beat. might pick a high school. <laughs> so get in leave us some comments if you think you have the right way to smell to spell sniff (laughs) go ahead and spell it for us like the sound of an actual sniff yeah man we appreciate you listening we we love all the loyal listeners and this podcast is it's not brought to you by anybody yet but if you're looking to sponsor something this is where we can mention you here and at the top of it so Uh, go check out the website at www.justpresspodpod.com or you can find us on twitter at jpp pod or on facebook at just press play podcast so go check us out and keep on listening i think that'll do it all right peace hit the damn button